thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown army to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and can now explain the meaning of Lachi Bolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business suit that Bangtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents because one thing we know is that the content just keeps on coming. All right. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm at work, so I'm like bouncing between things. <laughs> oh, well, I have a sick child. So, well, oh, no. she's a teenager, but sick child. Um, well, everyone was sick this weekend. We went to Nevada, Henderson, mm-hmm. which is like literally next door to Las Vegas. And every single, like everybody was sick. You just could not get away from sick people this weekend. Like people in our own dance company were sick people in other dance and it was a convention so not only did they compete but they were taking classes and she woke up Saturday and was like yeah my throat hurts and I feel congested and I'm like, uh, I'm like maybe it's the air you know it's like different <laughs> air different pollens and then <clears throat> Sunday she woke up and was like this is not the good oh, life no. um and so I uh, took her to the doctor no COVID no flu just some virus i was sick all last month anyway so like she dodged Mm -hmm. that but now we have this which means it's probably going to make its way through the house again because it's something new probably i'm thinking and anyway all that to say we're here we're here it's march it's march book club yeah um, which i think is wild that it's already march book club um but also i'm so excited because I go through, which I'm sure a lot of us listeners, us that do this podcast, we go through phases where we do nothing but watch K-drama or nothing but read or nothing but BTS. So it's kind of nice to like have this like kind of deadline to go, I'm going to read and we're going to talk and discuss. Right. It's been super helpful for me. Like I had, we talked about it a little bit in our like book like snack when we were introducing this but like my challenge is to read a book a week and I've been keeping up on it so this yeah the book club has been really helpful so this was my book this week because I finished it yesterday so oh you're amazing because this book took me the entire month to get through (laughs) I'm not gonna lie um so I just wanted to put out there this book is really hard to talk about without kind of doing spoilers so yeah anyone listening right now that feels like they really want to treasure this book or they mind like they don't like spoilers we understand come back and listen after you've read the book if Mm -hmm. you're someone like me who lives for spoilers I'm the worst (laughs) when it comes to spoilers I seek them out stick around because we're gonna talk about things I am really I could not watch the glory I didn't have time to watch the glory and I went on TikTok and watched all the spoilers for the glory. So I can knew oh. how it ended because I could not stand not knowing. No. Um, so that's my personality. Anyway, all that to I say. I can't. I can't. I have to. No, I don't like being spoiled. Hilarious. Um, yeah. So again, we are going to start with a little background on the author, but we very quickly probably will start giving spoilers. So if that's yeah. not your thing, you can go ahead and skip us this month um, and we'll see you next time. So Anywho, Allison, you want to talk about our author? Yeah. 
So I'm just like Ted Chang. So the, obviously this is a short story collection. It's called Stories of Your Life and Others by Ted Ching. Um, He's an American science fiction writer. His work has won four Nebula Awards, four Hugo Awards, a John W. Campbell Award, and for Best New Writer, and six Locus Awards. So he's a very award-winning author. Um, His short story, Story of Your Life, was the basis of the film Arrival, which came out in 2016. He was an artist in residence at the University of Notre Dame from 2020 to 2021. He has commented on metacognition or thinking about one's own thinking being something most human, but neither animals nor current AI are capable of, and that capitalism erodes the capacity for this insight, especially for tech company executives. So some pretty, you know, light thinking. Man is known for just you know, casual, fluffy conversation. I, (laughs) what I think is hilarious is I always say, um, I think I've said on the podcast, but I know I say in our group chat all the time, Namjoon is so much smarter than me. (laughs) He's like super hot. Like, I mean, that's part of the hotness. But like I said, this book, I listened to this book on Audible um, Mm. because I am an Audible member. And so I get a free book a month and I also have some saved, but whatever. I just thought, oh, I'll get it on Audible. And I would have benefited from having a hard copy and the Audible because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not that these stories are hard to follow. I think they're very well written. Mm -hmm. Um, He does such a great job with like story building. Concepts are a little higher than what I normally read. I'm a rom-com reader, um, maybe some like suspense, you know, um, this is not my forte. Like this is not a book. Um, Cause I, my question for us was, mm. does this book fit in your library or does not fit in your library? And I, I'm not going to say this book would not fit in my library because I did enjoy this book. And I think the concepts are really interesting. It is not a book I would have read in my normal life. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a book that I would have just saw at the bookstore or saw somewhere and picked up and thought, oh, this seems really interesting to me. Um, so thank you, Kim Namjoon, for like, mm-hmm. you know, introducing me to this book. But um, I'm not a big science fiction person. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never it's just not something that I've ever really done. Like I was really surprised at how much I love The Martian um, when mm-hmm. it came out. Oh, I love um, that book so much. And- Yes, but I, that book, my my family will tell you, I remember buying the book with the movie cover. I had read about it in Entertainment Weekly, but I bought the book with the movie cover because I wanted to watch it before the movie came out. And I read that book in like two days and I would walk around the house saying, I cannot believe how much I love this book. So science fiction isn't something I normally go into. Um, and I feel like this science fiction from Ted Chang was almost dystopian in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a dystopian future that isn't scary. Like I would say like hunger games or like zombies or anything like that, but almost to the point where you're like, Oh wow. The future really could look like that with tech, mm-hmm. like the future really could be built that way. Um, so yes, it would now fit in my library. Cause I did enjoy it. And I, you know, probably will read more of what, you know, in the future, what he does. Um, but what really surprised me about this book is that when I looked it up, it was published in, um, 2002 mm, but the themes mm-hmm. he talks about 
seem very of the time now. He's talking about some really meta things, some really like high thinking technology. And so that really surprised me to go back and think, oh my gosh, he was writing like the, this anthology or this short story collection was like printed in 2002 or published in 2002. But he was writing some of these stories as early as like 1997, mm-hmm. which was like in its infancy, like mm-hmm. there were no iPhones. There was no, like, I mean, the internet was a thing, but not the way you still had to like it. pull your phone cord across the room. For yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And so that's what was really interesting to me was that like once I thought this was a recent book. Like I thought this was just a recent collection of short stories that he had written like within the last 10 years. That's not true. You know, he mm-hmm. wrote these in like over 20 years ago. And so that was what really surprised me about this book that like, even then, no, then like in his background, he does work for, he did work for tech for a long time. And he was like a tech writer, mm-hmm. but that he was able to like, from what he was doing and learning in his job, he came up with these really high concept stories that were like developed in this way. So I just mm-hmm. thought that was like, amazing how mm-hmm. about for you um prior to the pandemic I would have said no um but the pandemic really changed my reading a lot um like I found that I didn't want to read only romance which is what I read all of my life and I wanted to read not I didn't I couldn't read um dystopian which is what a lot of people were reading at the time but I just couldn't read light stuff anymore so I was reading like books in translation from, you know, Korean literature, which a lot of the books that are on the list of books that we'll read this year, like I've already read because I was just reading books in translation and stuff that was a little bit more thinky and nonfiction, just like whatever nonfiction relevant to mental health, neuroplasticity, those kinds of things that I could get my hand on. So it felt very, well, yeah, I would like I bought a copy of the book and it very much fits into my library now because of the the past few years. Yeah. Would you have been in circles where this book would have come across your path? No, I don't believe so. I, in my most of my circles, I'm the reader. Mm. Um, maybe my mom. My mom is a huge science fiction fan. So like this is a book that I think that she would really enjoy. Mm. Um, and she has been reading science fiction since like the seventies when science fiction was really about like, you know, like space travel and like that kind of thing where like, it was more science fiction of like aliens and like different beings and things like that. So I mean, I think that she would really enjoy this. I would say she probably has seen the movie arrival. Um, if I were to ask her, but, um, you know, I don't, to be honest, I don't think that I would have even known about this book if it wasn't mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if it wasn't for this book club to be honest because mm-hmm. I I did go see the arrival when it came out um and I think that I had just like a fleeting awareness that it was based off a short story I feel like I have read some of these stories but maybe it's just you know other stories that are sort of like meshing in my brain that were similar or had similar themes um but I knew that Arrival was based off of a short story, so, but I'd never tracked down the book to read it until now. As I was reading this, and I kind of put this to you in Slack, we were kind of talking about in Slack. Every time I I was re- wasn't reading, I was listening to it, I would think, why is this in Namjoon's library? Why is this a book that affected him? Not Maybe not affected him in a way, but like 
it's still on his bookshelf. That's where people have spied it. That's how it ends up on all of the list of books that he's reading. And when I really sat down and thought about it at the end, like when I finished the book, you know, a lot of the stories, even though they don't tell the same story, they end kind of in the same way, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And here's where we're kind of kind of getting into spoilers a little bit. I feel like a lot of these stories were about perseverance and hard work and determination um, and sometimes like the pursuit of perfection or the pursuit mm-hmm. of like a success. But these stories don't end with the greatest outcome. They don't end in the way that you might think or that those type of progression or that type of hard work pays off in the end. And so, you know, sometimes I'd sit like, oh my God, like that story took a turn. But I think for someone like Namjoon who has spent these last like pretty much 10 years of his life working so hard for like perfection and the greatest possible outcome that I wonder if it was almost comforting for him to read a story Mm -hmm. where this didn't work out. Like Mm -hmm. they worked so hard um, for so long and this didn't work out. And yet life goes on things you still live, like you still moving on or people still survive or like, People are still thriving. You know, one of them was like Tower of Babylon, where it's like this quest to like get to the get to the tower or, you know, get build to the top of the tower. And ultimately, the idea is, is that if you do this, you'll receive like God's blessing or God's love or, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll get to heaven. Yeah, get to heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, And like that doesn't happen for the guy, the main character. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like he does all this work and he's still like, you know, stumped which is kind of the same in this uh, story, Hell is the Absence of God, where you have the character Neil. um, And again, spoilers. um, He finally, at the end of this story, is a believer. Like he's been kind of agnostic his whole life. And he's just kind of been like, okay, there is is the presence of God. And I have seen these things happening um, in real time, but I'm just not a believer like other people. But when he finally figures out how he wants to spend the remainder of his life, which is to get back to where his wife is, he becomes a believer, but he doesn't end up where his wife is. And so mm-hmm. I just wondered in those stories if this was almost comforting for him to realize that sometimes it doesn't matter. You can do the bare minimum or you could do the maximum and you're still going to have maybe even a mediocre outcome, which isn't Mm -hmm. to say BTS has a mediocre outcome because we know they don't. Like, we're busy. We have been busy in the last, like, 48 hours, which is insane. (laughs) Um, But I just wonder if if for him, he found these stories, instead of, like, you and I finding them very entertaining and thought-provoking, which I'm sure he thought they were thought-provoking, but maybe he found a a little bit of comfort in them, too, based Mm -hmm. on the outcome. Yeah. I just think that he's in his head all the time and he's so smart that there are a few people that can match this level of conversation, philosophical discussion. And there's probably few people in his world that he's around consistently that can do that. You know, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, the BTS members are not smart, obviously, but I think that Namjoon just likes to mull this over and think about these kinds of things. And I I know that there are a lot of people like that. 
you know, some people are more practical and they're like, no, we just want to, you know, like, what's the real world? We'll talk about this later. But your favorite story was my least favorite story because I couldn't even understand it. Where It's a story about a woman who's a mathematician and she's brilliant. And like, just the word mathematician in my brain was like, nope, we're just going to shut down and go on to the next one. It's fine. So, I mean, I read it, but I was just like, my brain just like glazed over while I was reading it. Um, Which, you know, that's the beauty of short story collections is you're like, "Ah, I can kind of like read this one a little bit faster. And I like this part of it. So I think that, I mean, obviously we're guessing, we're projecting, but I think that Namjoon just likes to think this big and so I think that's why it's on his shelf is uh, reading about these big ideas and these philosophical concepts and what is the future going to be like you know I think he enjoys that yeah so now we're moving into full full full-fledged boiler section so if you want to come back come back but we're just diving (laughs) into our favorite stories. And I already spoiled what your favorite story was. So That's tell okay. us why that one your, was your favorite. Well, it wasn't the math. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> so like, I know that it, you said, oh, it was your least favorite story because of the math. That, when I, again, I was listening to this. I had to back up because the math threw me for a minute. But I, I think it's because the story revolves around this woman who is like a math genius and she proves that arithmetic is inconsistent Mm -hmm. and it affects her in such a way. The part that really stayed with me and resonated with me is that when she figures out that this concept is inconsistent, it messes with her mental health in a way because this is all she has known. This is her life's work. This is what she has dedicated herself to. And in that moment or in that time, she realizes that like what she loves the most, her job, her life, they don't hold any meaning for her anymore. Um, And it gets to the point where she does attempt suicide and she has a partner who's also very smart mathematician and he tries to empathize with her, but he can't. And so while we're being fed these very in-depth, technical math equations which i i would have to consult my daughter because she might know she is the math person in this house um you're also getting the struggle of this woman and how hard it is for her to move past this mm-hmm. discovery and you know i really wondered if this was something that like namjoon could empath- empathize with as it pertains to music and celebrity Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like he is constantly wrestling with being the leader. He's constantly wrestling with being the thinker of the group. It does. It helps, but doesn't help him that he is the most fluent in English. So I feel like he carries this really heavy burden um, sometimes. And I wonder if he was able to think, oh, my gosh, like if it turned out that everything I represent no longer held meaning for me what would I do? And that's what really stuck with me in this story, because in the end, the main character has to come to grips with the fact that this, she has proven this true. Now, what is she going to do with the rest of it? Can she go back and still immerse herself in mathematics the way she always has? Or does she kind of have to like 
maybe find a new path and do something new. And as we have learned in the last, you know, six or eight months since Festa, they have all kind of had to wrestle with what happens next. Not that BTS Mm -hmm. is inconsistent, not that we've proved them wrong or anything like that, but they have been given this almost like discovery of we are going to do things on our own and what does that look like? So I feel like the reason why that really, this story really spoke to me is that, you know, what's it like to question the very thing that makes you, you, and how do you move on from that if you don't like the answer? And that's the, that's why that story really like stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what, what Namjoon is going, the existential crisis that man is going through. He's always in crisis. That poor man. <laughs> so to send him a fruit basket. And some I'm vitamins. projecting. I'm projecting. I don't. <laughs> We're always projecting. Um, but I mean, okay, but we know people in our personal lives, right? Not celebrities, not, you know, famous people, um, not genius musicians, but we mm-hmm. know people in our personal lives um, professionally or even personally that go through these crises when they come to this crossroads in their life where they're like, oh my gosh, this thing that's been my identity for so long is no longer my identity. What do I do? Where mm-hmm. do I go? How do I, how do I move on from that? So I think mm-hmm. that's what's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we all, I mean, not only people in our life, but we all do that. You know, just think of the number of times in my life that that has happened. <laughs> Uh, my favorite story, I originally said 72 letters, um, which is about a golem, which is a Jewish like folklore. Um, the golem's uh, story comes from Jewish folklore, and it's a humanoid creature made out of clay or mud that becomes animated. And I really, for some reason, am drawn to stories about golems. There's, I don't know if you remember the X-Files, but there was an an episode of the X-Files that had a golem in it. Um, there's one of my favorite book series has a story about a golem. I just think they're fascinating. I think folklore and folk stories are really interesting. So I enjoyed that story when it came up because it it felt familiar, but somehow a new take on uh, a story that I had heard before. My And then after thinking about it, I changed it to Story of Your Life, which is the story that Arrival is based on. If I'm thinking back to when I read the the story collection, I read it in order, which you don't have to do. I don't think like they are all um, standalone, but I did read it in order. And I, I think it was story of your life where it just marked a very distinct difference in writing style and in tone. Um, the other ones, the stories up until story of your life felt very clinical and sci-fi to me. They're very well written and I didn't find them hard to read at all, but it wasn't like reading a fiction story to me. Um, And story of your life very much felt like that, which is just more familiar territory for me. And it's about these aliens come to earth and they ask this professor of linguistics to come and she's a PhD in linguistics to come and like help translate what these aliens are telling them. And in the process of learning their language, so the aliens experience time simultaneously, past, present, and future. So the story explores like free will and there's just a lot of really 
interesting themes that he weaves into this very short story. So when you learn their language, you also experience your time simultaneously. So the way that the author talked about or like her learning their language and then you see why he wrote the story the way he did because he wrote it like we get a glimpse of her in the past a glimpse of her in the future a glimpse of her in the present and it's just like all in pieces but it makes sense and it really flows well together and then you realize when you get to the end like you're experiencing it simultaneously with her it's very very fun and I really like story collections that are broken up like that. Um, I like shifting perspectives um, when I read books. So I was like, yeah, that's probably my favorite story for that, for many reasons, but those are just a few. I, and like, this kind of goes to the next question, so we can just talk about it, but I had no idea that this story was connected to the movie Arrival. Mm. Um, I didn't even know that the two were related until I actually went on TikTok um, because I was looking not so much for spoilers, but just like a little bit better explanation on some of the stories. Like I said, I was listening to them. So it was kind of hard for me to like, I'm the type of book person I can listen to a book, but I also like to have a hard copy sometimes just so I can go back and like really study it or not. And study is like a hard word, but just like to get more into it. And there was this whole, there was like a bunch of TikToks, like a whole, I don't even know, like 10 probably about Arrival. And what I thought was really interesting is some, there was a creator on there that was talking about, that was talking about how arrival, the time is in a circle. Mm -hmm. Um, So time is not linear anymore for the aliens. It's in a circle. Um, And that's kind of how, if you, if you've seen arrival or you see anything about arrival, there's a lot of circles and the way they communicate is like, there's part of the circle that's always in a different Mm -hmm. spot. So time being in a circle and every time it's like a different, like there's like a little different mark on the circle of like it's storytelling or it's language. And I just thought that was like really interesting. The I, The whole idea fascinates me and I'll just out myself and say, when I saw the trailers for the movie, I didn't really understand what the movie was about. I knew it was about mm. aliens and I knew it was about aliens landing um, on earth. And I... I'm not an alien person either, guys. I'm not a zombie person. I'm not an alien person. I don't know why I've been like this since I was a kid. So it had no, I was just like, that's just not a movie I'm going to watch. Like, I probably won't ever watch it. But now, knowing the story and how the story went, oh, I'm interested. Like, now I'm like, oh, maybe I will watch that. I don't know why, but for some reason, in that particular story, what stands out for me is there's a, a scene in that story where she talks about going to a almost like a gourmet food store and she buys a wooden salad bowl. And I don't know why, but that just really like that part of the story. It was such a human part of the story because mm-hmm. the whole story is about aliens and language with aliens um, and inner intermeshed in between it is like, you know, things about her daughter or her daughter growing up or that kind of thing. And it just, that was like just a, such a human moment where she's like, I need this bowl. So she so she gets the bowl. And to me, that just was like in the middle of everything. So all that to say, I probably will watch the movie now. Even though yeah. I'm not an aliens person, I probably will watch the movie now. It's so good. It's a really good movie. I th- is it Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner? 
Yes. I think those are the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So great acting. It's just really, it was really good. I enjoyed it. It's very, I think somewhere either on a website or on the book, it says like, um, this is the basis of Arrival, the movie. I feel like it took all the really important parts of um, the short story and wove them into the movie in a very well done way. So it's, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and even in that story, what I thought was really interesting and like, this is like such a nod to like, what a great author he is. Mm -hmm. He gets technical things so well. So you do get like the United States government and the, you know, um, the linguistics and they, go and seek her out and then they're in like a like a post almost i know in the movie it looks like they're in like these tents and then they like really go up to like the ship basically and are like you know communicating through almost like a screen um but he did that so well in the story already that you just kind of already got that feel like you just kind of get an outline for it so Mm -hmm. i thought that was really interesting and the other thing is for the screenwriting part of it um the fact that they took this short story and then adapted it to a screenplay with like dial- more dialogue than you're getting in the short story, more um, action that's actually happening to me is also really interesting. And like a great nod to like how well the story is told that they're able to do all of those things. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. it's really fantastic. Yeah. So would you read this author again? I would. Um, and I already wrote down it's um, Exhalation, I think, is another short story of his. Um, I looked it up this morning. Um, and so, yeah, I think I would try him again. Mm. Um, this time actually reading it so I can focus mm. a little bit better. But, you know, I, I'm i like this with music, too. I never say no. Like, mm. there isn't a genre that I say no to. Um, and I'm very pleasantly surprised when I find a genre that I really that's new to me, but that like piques my interest in such a way. Like even in this short story collection, story of your life and others, the last story. um, And I can't remember what it was called, but it's about facial features. It's about like beauty and being able to, you get like an implant in your brain to like make you, so you cannot see beauty. Um, That was fascinating to me because at first I was like, oh, that that seems like it would be okay. They talk about like children in school that um, have like, you know, facial scars or, you know, people that have obvious deformities and they're very popular and nobody know, you know, no one's ostracizing them for that. But then mm-hmm. the flip side, like halfway through that story, they flip it and they're like, well, now all the models are out of jobs and now there's no cosmetic industry. And now there's, and I was like, oh, wait, so like. Those are the types of stories. I love that because I wasn't even, I was like, yes, thinking this track. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, go over here. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I get that now. It was, what was it called? I just looked at it. It's like liking what you see a documentary. So that story is, if you think about it through the lens of a documentary, like you're getting like little interviews of people um, and sort of following them through whether or not they have this implant or this thing that like makes them be able to see facial features um, or not, or you can see facial features. I don't know. It's explained better in the book. Yeah. You can see people, but that's not the first thing you see about them. And I really like that. None of these stories were predictable for me. I Mm -hmm. read so much. I'm sure you do too, that sometimes you get a brand new book and like two chapters in you're like, I already know who did it. I already know who they end up with. Mm -hmm. I already know 
you know, what, whatever it is, you already know the outcome. You read it anyways, because it's enjoyable, but like, you're like, okay, yeah, but I know how this mm-hmm. is going to end. This was not that book. This book took so, and it wasn't even like a turn. It's not like it was like, it turned on its head. It was like, what you were thinking is not the way your brain was working. Mm-hmm. This is how your brain is working. And you're like, oh, he like, I mean, he really does hijack your brain almost. Like mm-hmm. you're thinking one way and then all of a sudden, you know, it turns a different way. And like, not in a bad way, not in like a, it, it, none of it seemed sudden to me. That was a one thing too. Like, I know you've probably read books where like all of a sudden it ends in a way that you're like, that does not make sense. Or I didn't see that coming and it also doesn't make sense. Um, and one of those was like in the story, hell is the absence of God, um, mm-hmm. where I really thought, oh, we, we're going to do all this. We're going to go on this pilgrimage and do all these things and then happy ending. And I'm not saying it wasn't a happy ending. It just wasn't the ending I thought we were going to get. And mm-hmm. that was okay. I still enjoyed the story, but like, it's been a long time since I really read something or was like listening to a story that did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely read him again. I thought it was, the stories were really well done and just, I like, I, I mean, I think I've said this every time, but I like thinking about things different. I like new ideas and that's what I've enjoyed in these books. It's just different ways of thinking, different perspectives. And I am always here for that. So next time we'll be reading Kim Ji Young, born 1982, um, which is a really quick read. It's a short, it's a short fiction book. And you could watch the movie with Gong Yu. So hey, more Gong Yu in your life if you want it. Um, So that's what we're going to be reading for April and then talking about towards the end of the month. So, yeah. Yeah. Another book down. (laughs) I love it. We did it. We did it. Yay. Yay. Bore. Bore.